how much of what we do in our relationships is a product of what we see while growing up. Is there one environment that is better than others for having a loving and supportive partner? Well, if there was an environment that was perfect for showing a young man, like myself, exactly how to love and respect their partner, and how to grow up and invest in those around you, I grew up in the exact opposite of that environment. I'm Robert, a relationship mentor and life coach. I've helped couples and individuals grow epic relationships. Some of you may follow me on Instagram or have used my services as a relationship mentor. For everyone else that doesn't know me, I wanted to take this time to introduce myself and share who I am and why I do what I do. This is my story. I grew up seeing women being demeaned, abused, treated like garbage, while men lorded over them and acted selfishly and fed their addictions. I watched as my mother and father acted out on each other, lashed out, and attempted to harm the other. I saw everyone around me in relationships where they fought and bickered. I never saw affection. I never heard a kind word or an I love you. See, that was my example. And it's not an unusual example. I, like most men, grew up with a tainted view of what a man is and how a man should act in a relationship. A man should be strong, should be in charge, should be a breadwinner, etc., etc. And while I would agree with the polarizing factor in all of that, in practice, it becomes abusive and demeaning to their partner. And to my great shame, though I didn't know any better at the time, I acted on what I saw. I attempted to emulate men like that. I wanted to be strong, and to be strong it meant you lorded over your partner. I entered relationships where control and dominance was more important than love. I had no concept for what love was, what it looked like, what it felt like. And I thought that comfort and physical affection was love. And I, like most people, was sorely wrong. So let's talk about that for a moment before we move on with my story. You see, the vast majority of men do not have a healthy view of relationships. This started long before our fathers. Our fathers were shown how to be men and saw how to treat women from their fathers. And they learned from their fathers before them. This idea that a woman is property or somehow indebted to you and you can treat them however you want is something that has been passed down to us. Sure, it's made some changes, it's developed and adapted to modern sensibility, Instead of physical abuse, it's more emotional as men get more in touch with their emotions and, as a result, learn how to manipulate people with them. And it's more sexual and social abuse as our modern age encourages hookups and public shaming as well as social media. Well, regardless of the origins, the outcome is the same. Most men, myself included, were shown a disturbing view of what a relationship is. And unfortunately, we don't have positive male role models coming up to show us that it's not right. Locker room talk, the internet, pornography have only reinforced this negative belief. So with this belief, I began to date. And as dating eventually leads, I got engaged. I got married when I was 20, far too young. I didn't even know who I was at the time much less how to care for or love someone else. I had issues, not insurmountable issues, but things I didn't know how to resolve, and I couldn't explain what they were. I wasn't introspective, I didn't know how to be. 
I couldn't, as I like to put, look around corners. I couldn't think around the corners of a relationship or what might happen or why I'm feeling a certain way. See, that stuff comes with age and it comes with maturity. However, counseling for me was something I was looked down on by my family. And so I didn't do it right away. And when I did go, there was so much that had never been talked about, so much that had happened to wear away the trust in my relationship and my marriage, it couldn't be salvaged. I entered counseling and learned so much. I learned a lot about myself, about my values, my core beliefs, and I made changes to who I was and to those beliefs. I didn't want to be the person I was anymore, so I changed that. You see, this counseling was extremely beneficial, however, there was no support. The counselor was not there to help or support me. It was a job for them. And when I needed encouragement and support, they refused. They had a professional boundary, one that I respected, but I didn't agree with or understand at the time. I attempted to seek advice and support elsewhere. From my family, from my friends, no one wanted to be involved. It was too messy, they said. They didn't want to pick sides. But I needed some support, and I couldn't find it. I got divorced. Not a popular decision, and one that cost me all of my friends. This was a difficult time for me. I became depressed, withdrawn, isolated, living by myself in a city with no friends, no family, with just work to occupy me. It was difficult. I was alone. It was just me. I was completely alone. Eventually, I did what most people did when they're burned by others. I retreated into myself. But instead of beginning to self-medicate or fill the void in my life with temporary experiences or temporary relationships, I began a long, intensive season of self-evaluation. It took me about four years to accomplish this change. You know, in those four years, I discovered who I am, who I wanted to be, and I resolved many issues that I had. The best of all, I developed the skills to be introspective and to be accountable. I decided who I wanted to be. I set those goals and I went forward with it. So through all of this, I had a strong drive to help others. So I decided that because of my background, my training and my desire to help others, I should become a police officer. So I became a police officer. It was one of the most difficult things I did for reasons I'll get into in another episode. But suffice to say, it was a huge accomplishment. And it allowed me a perspective into other people's relationships and their interactions. You see, as a police officer, I dealt with lots of domestic violence calls. Calls where people are arguing and fighting, yelling, throwing things, hitting each other, you name it. Because there is such a high potential for violence and death, we always responded to these calls. They were some of the most dangerous calls I've ever been on. And a couple of people that I knew well had been wounded or shot responding to these calls. Now, we could get into the statistics of how you're 20 times more likely to be killed by your partner than by a stranger, or that close to 70% of all homicides began as a domestic violence or abuse. 
but we'll talk about that another time. The short of it is this. Domestic violence is no joke, and it always, always, always gets worse. Never better. And I've seen my fair share of it from all walks of life. You see, I interacted with millionaires, with the homeless, with your average husband and wife. And what I realize is that none of these people have their relationships figured out. No one has it together. I've been privy to the worst interactions between two people that supposedly love each other. And I've seen those interactions stem from breakdown of trust, lack of communication, and a belief of moral superiority over the other person. You see, I saw how these innocent beliefs in the relationship manifest in such an abusive way. And then when that abuse starts, it's mind-boggling to see somebody let that person back into their life. I attempted to help as many people as I could, only to realize that people need to want help. And that without that, they will end up in the same place that they are. We'd contact people, and we'd help them. We'd try and get them out of there. Only next week, we'd go back to that house to find out they're back with that same person, and they didn't want any help. I saw what other people considered love, only to know that it's abusive and manipulative. And it made me realize I didn't have a good view of love myself. It had taken me a long time to figure out what love was, to know that it's not what our fathers taught us. I had seen what the world believes love was, and I saw it for what it was, lust, jealousy, and possessiveness. I saw relationships that didn't have trust broke down, that partners that didn't communicate had a rift between them. I saw that the values of individual people in a relationship would determine the course of that whole relationship for both people. I decided I didn't want what everyone else thought love was. I wanted to trust, be comfortable, to be myself, to be heard and understood and accepted for everything that I was. You see, for everything that's obvious that I am, there are 10 more things that sit underneath. Like, most people wouldn't guess that I'm a huge nerd. I love playing Dungeons and Dragons or video games. I love reading and watching movies, especially Lord of the Rings. People may not know that I'm an artist, a painter, a sculptor. I was kind of used to people judging me for those things and putting me down for them. So the temptation was to hide them or to hide my beliefs. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to be honest. I wanted somebody to love me for everything that I was, even those things. I wanted to be valued and loved for being me and shown affection and loved unconditionally, not based on how I acted, felt, or what I said. And I wanted to do that for the person that I loved. As I was learning all of this and progressing as a police officer, I met the love of my life. No. She didn't have warrants, and no, I didn't pull her over. <laughs> I had given up on making connections and was going to work on myself and build my life the way I wanted it. And if the right person walked into my life, then so be it. But I wasn't going to kill myself trying to please everyone or try and find someone who would tolerate me. I was exhausted from the dating. I was tired of not meeting somebody or having to compromise on who I was. So, I decided to just let it be. 
and to work on myself and be content. And then there she was. It was exactly like you read in books. It was magic. It was like a poem come to life. But it was also work, and there were hard days to get to be as open and comfortable with each other as we are now. We both had wounds from our past, and we both had to heal those. And we will have things that we need to work on for the rest of our lives. And you know what? That's wonderful. It makes us powerful. It makes us special. The thread that runs through all of this is that we love each other. 100% unconditional love. And nothing can change that. It was from all this that I determined that while I didn't believe that I was anything special, and I don't think I'm some guru or have it all figured out, what I do have and what I do know is relationships. I've built my life and career around observing people and uncovering the truth, figuring out what's wrong and how to fix it. I know relationships because I've made mistakes. I've learned lessons from my experiences and I've seen and learned from many others. And that ability to look into a relationship and see the cracks, to see what needs to be addressed, and to speak honestly and give support, that is what I have, and that is valuable. I spent years of my life looking for someone to come alongside me and to help me, speak wisdom into my life and my relationships, to save me from the fear, depression, anxiety, and heartache that I was experiencing. Someone to help me and to be honest with me, to tell me the truth, even when the truth wasn't easy to hear, Someone to let me know that I'm not the only one who feels this way, that it will be okay. There is light at the end of this, and it gets better. I decided that I needed to be that person that I looked for all those years and through all those heartaches. I needed to be the one that can help people like me. So more than law enforcement, more than a counselor, more than friends who don't want to get involved or family who will judge, I'm here to help. No matter how big the issue, or how small it seems, I want to help. Not just to keep others from falling into the same traps and domestic violence that I saw while I was working the streets, but also to help people live their fullest life. Do not get trapped into a bad relationship or hung up on a belief that our fathers taught us, but to see lives changed. That's who I am. I'm just a man who had to figure things out the hard way. Someone who doesn't want others to go through the same things that I've experienced or the things that I've seen. I do this because I care. Because I want others to know what I know and to experience what I do. My name is Robert Sterry, and I'm a relationship mentor. And this was my story. If you have questions, visit SterryCoaching.com and sign up for a free call. Let's get things back on track for you or pop over and grab my relationship meeting freebie. Or just drop me a line. Send an email to sterrycoaching at gmail.com. Or just say hi. Let me know what topics you want to hear about in the upcoming series. And until next time, take care.